Hi, I'm Steve, and this is the Train Professional Podcast. What's up, guys? I'm back by myself again. It's a little sad because today we have a very, very good show for you. Uh, I'm just going to be talking into the abyss right now. I've uh, got no one next to me, no one around me. So, once again, a little awkward for me, but that's okay. I still love talking football. It's my favorite thing to do, and it's Tom's too, but unfortunately, he couldn't be here today. He, uh, had some issues. Um, he has a pretty important interview to go to today, so that's why he couldn't make it. But I'm happy to be providing some of my insight into some football matters. So let's start off with the Bills' loss to the Chiefs. Okay, so I'm going to do my emotional Steve talk right here. I wrote down all of my thoughts right after the game. Tom is not here to react to them, but... I'm here to react to them because I'm not the same person I was right after we lost to the Chiefs. This game made me sick. This is a different type of pain than the Titans' loss. We can't tackle. We aren't aggressive out of the gates. We are not doing anything in the postseason with the the way we played tonight. We thought we were going to get torched by Mahomes in the air, but instead they just ran the ball all over us. If I'm Sean McDermott, I'm doing nothing but running tackle drills for practice all week, even for the offense so that they can give the message that they can't tackle to the defense. I'm tired of having expectations. Thanks for ruining my night. Emotional Steve. (laughs) This one was a little bit shorter than the Titans loss because I... So the Titans loss, I was more sad. It was more of a depressing loss for me because... I think that when you underwhelm like that, it's more sad than it is infuriating. This game, so yes, we obviously didn't meet any sort of expectation. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the expectation for the Bills going into the game was. I actually heard a lot of people predicting the Bills to win this game, you know? it it. I mean, obviously, Kansas City was the favorite, but still, we had a chance, and it just didn't look like it out there. Uh, if you told me that the Chiefs were only going to score 26 points, I'd be so happy because I thought that this game was going to be a bounce-back game after that Titans game for Josh Allen. Now, granted, the defense played awful. They let up, I think, almost 300 running yards. I said it like three times in my referendum right there that we cannot tackle And that's a serious issue that the Bills have had for a while now. Uh, It seems to be a common issue with Sean McDermott. I just, I can't understand it because he's such a good defensive coordinator. He's able to scheme up things so well. And yet, like, basic things like tackling and, you know, I I, I don't know. It just seems to never fall in place for the Bills. There was a few drops on, uh, you know, interceptions. And we were close to stripping the ball from Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It was like a... His knee just landed on the ground the second before we were able to take that ball and possibly win the game. So, yeah, I think we definitely were in it to win it for the whole entire game, and we couldn't capitalize with the offense playing as poorly as they did. Now, there's a lot of blame going towards the Bills' defense right now that um, 
we did an awful job of containing the run, which we did. But the game plan was pretty good, actually. Uh, how many times did Mahomes throw the ball? I think it was 26 times. If Mahomes is throwing the ball 26 times, you're in a good spot. I think he only threw for 225 yards. Coverage was blown a couple of times, but pretty solid cover- coverage overall. Um, we basically said, beat us with the run, and boy did they I think it was like eight yards per carry and we we made them do what they're normally not comfortable with doing and they still were able to run all over us we couldn't tackle that's that's the main issue um once again yeah I think I agree that with this team we're not doing anything in the postseason I mean seriously if we don't I mean Tackling is a pretty essential thing to be able to be a good defense. But even still, even if you're not that good at tackling, which we never have been, let's get back to what we were good at. I mean, defense. our defense seems to be playing a little on their heels. Like, we... I, I don't know. It's, it's just we... It, it seems to not have the passion that it did in years before, even when the offense wasn't scoring that many points for us. I mean... I don't know how they were able to get so hyped up because, like, we would score, like, 16 points on offense at most in a game. And now that the offense was clicking, at least before these last two games, the defense seemed to, I don't know, lose their passion. It's it's crazy to me. And I can't fathom why that's happening. But really, I think this main blame for me goes to the offense. You didn't do your job. The defense did not do that great of a job, but we let the Chiefs have less drives than they normally would. So they couldn't run up the score because they had less drives because they were running the football so much. So they didn't really have that many opportunities to score because they had less drives. So I think that the game plan worked pretty well, actually, even though it wasn't executed that well. So... I think that putting up 17 points against the Chiefs defense that really isn't all that good is very underwhelming, uh, considering the fact that we were averaging 30 points plus a game in the first five weeks. Um, So, yeah, that's just unfortunate. Uh, Playing the Jets this week should be a pretty good win for us. I hope if we lose to the Jets, then... I think that we really need to take a deep look at ourselves. But uh, that's my talk about my own team. Uh, I'm pretty sure you all are tired of hearing about it. So I have our Thursday night preview right now. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm recording it past when the game actually started. But uh, I still hold these predictions to be true in my heart. And I'm not... It's 9.24 p.m. right now, so I really haven't watched the game that much at all. Um, I think the score is like 10 to 7, but uh, this is my predictions for the game as it gets, as it's going to end up. Uh, I have Philly winning 32 to 21. I think my player of the game is going to be Boston Scott. Uh, I think I have him starting in like two leagues in fantasy. Uh, it's because I had a couple shares of Miles Sanders. I thought he was going to be a beast this year. A little underwhelming, but... Yeah, Boston Scott game. I think I think 100-plus yards and a touchdown is pretty sizable, but I think he can do it. Maybe 100 scrimmage yards. Um, my narrative I have for this game is tank bowl, question mark. Philly versus the Giants. Now, 
can you ever be considered as tanking if you're in the NFC East? Because you're always in the playoff hunt, right? I mean, that's kind of a that's kind of a paradox, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, how could you be so bad yet still be looking for a playoff berth, right? So are 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 you gonna tank? Are you gonna try to make the playoffs? I mean, it, it's a real it's a real pickle they have there in the NFC East. But yeah, actually, um, I heard this today. He's put up or he Carson Wentz has put up twenty plus fantasy points. I think in the last three weeks. So, okay, Carson, I mean, I was poking fun at you for a while there, and I think we kind of stopped a little bit because he hasn't been playing so awfully, but they put up 28 on a very good Ravens defense and almost won the game if it wasn't for that awful play call for that two-point conversion. I mean, granted, that's not all of the blame. When you let up 30 points, you're not really doing your offense much of a favor uh, at the Eagles' defense, but still they were in it like that's 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 crazy to me um ravens didn't really come out and prove themselves to me that much so i'm a little skeptical of the ravens still uh i think they were a better team last year and i think that people might kind of be figuring them out a little i don't know but uh, i heard a interesting sort of uh thought on uh, the book being out on someone today it was on a podcast uh the Bruce exclusive podcast. It's a Bills podcast, but this guy knows everything there is to know about football. Uh, he says that you can have multiple volumes of the quote unquote book out on you, which makes sense because you have, you know, you have one way to beat a certain person, right? That's the book out on the person, but then they could evolve and get past that deficit and then you have another thing another way you can beat them and another way until the book is almost non-existent then we really see greatness where there's no way to stop them like Aaron Donald for example you always hear people say Aaron Donald is going to get his in this game because there's no book on him there's no way to stop him so you have to adjust your game plan so that you know that he is going to have an amazing game no matter what you do with him so that's what greatness really is, but little thought, pretty interesting to me. Anyways, Carson Wentz has been playing pretty good. So, yeah, that's I, I got Philly winning this. I thought Boston Scott's player of the game. Giants have some serious questions to ask. Um, I think that their new head coach is kind of getting the reins, you know, kind of getting the hang of things. Saquon Barkley is injured. I mean... What's going on in New York right now? I don't really know. I guess if I had to choose, the Giants would be the better of the two New York teams right now. But, yeah, just really rough. Uh, what are you going to do with Daniel Jones? Are you tanking, really? Like, what What? What exactly is your plan here? So, kind of interesting to watch to play out. But, you know, I think it's going to be an inter- interesting game. You know, I don't think that their defenses are particularly good. And... I know it's always kind of funny to watch two bad teams go against each other, but I think those are kind of interesting games. I think that's why the NFL is so great because you always have a game on your hands. No, I say always. I mean, I'd say a lot of the times, like, teams are never kind of out of it, you know? There could be, you know, you hear about sports comebacks all the time, but I think that in football... You can come out and any given Sunday just beat any good team, you know? 
That's why the nine and seven Giants beat the sixteen and zero New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, that's why I love football. That's one of the reasons why. So, all right, that's gonna do it for thoughts from emotional Steve and my Thursday night preview. It's gonna be kind of a Thursday night prediction. I guess by the time you listen to it, the game will have been over. So we'll see if I'm right. But I will come back to you with my fantasy advice for the week. And we're back with fantasy advice from the professional. All right. T. Higgins is a must-start this week. I think he's available in... Let's see. This is a live check right now. I have him on a lot of my teams. T. Higgins, very good player. Red zone target. He's available in 53% of NFL leagues. Pick him up. You know, I think that he's getting a lot of red zone targets. He's been consistent so far. Joe Burrow loves to throw to him. Two rookies kind of developing something. I think this is going to be a great duo for the years to come. They're playing against Cleveland. Uh, don't have any sort of hope in Cleveland. Um, I think that it's fair to say that A.J. Green has been disappointing. Tyler Boyd has been having a great year, but I think that he might get their number one corner probably. I don't know, but I think T. Higgins gets a lot of red zone looks from Joe, so definitely start him this week. All right, number two. This is, um, this sows a little bit of strife in my heart because I want this guy to do well in this game, and I think he will, but the thing is, is it going to stay consistent? I'm talking about Terry McLaurin. So... He hasn't had that great of games with Kyle Allen slash Alex Smith in the first game and then Kyle Allen in the second game. He's been all right. But they're playing Dallas, one of the worst defenses in the NFL, if not the worst defense in the NFL. I think Kyle Allen is a very talented quarterback, but I think that Kyle Allen's been distributing the ball pretty evenly as opposed to just having Terry McLaurin just receive a monster amount of targets. I think that with this team... Look for your superstar and try to get it to him. I think that the Washington football team is making a massive mistake by not throwing to Terry more often. Uh, so for me, you know, almost kind of a get-right game for Terry McLaurin. I hate, I kind of hate that term, get-right game. Like, it's not, it's not like you do well in one game and then that automatically indicates success in more difficult games, maybe. But, anyways, um, yeah. I'd say start him this week, but I'm a little suspicious of Terry, so uh, he is a good start this week, though. I'd say put him in your lineup at a flex spot. Okay. Next up, I have Rob Gronkowski. So, OJ Howard is out, and Rob Gronkowski caught, I think, one touchdown, maybe two last week against the Green Bay Packers. He had an amazing game. He is rostered in 65.4% of NFL leagues, which means that he is 35. He is available in 35% of those leagues. I think that he's a good start this, this week against Las Vegas, whose defense has been a little underwhelming, in my opinion. So definitely start Big Gronk this week. Um, 
I think that Tampa's been looking better than most people thought they were going to look, including myself. I know it's crazy to say that, but uh, Tom Brady is playing really well. And really, I mean, like, there's been a joke going around. Tampa Bay is the new sports capital of the world. The Rays are in the World Series. Lightning just won the Stanley Cup. And Tom Brady is looking (laughs) much better than most people thought he would. So kudos to you, Tom. You beat up on the Packers, which is really impressive because Aaron Rodgers has been on a tear. So, yeah, um, Aaron Rodgers completely screwed me in fantasy this week. Three points, man. Come on. You lost me my league. You single-handedly lost me my league, really. Like, if you put up, like, 20, like that that's, like, a pretty good game, I guess. But, I mean, three? Uh, that's just absolutely atrocious from a quarterback. Um, start Aaron Rodgers this week, uh, whoever they're playing. Um, I don't know who they're playing, but I have him and Robert Tanyan in a few spots. Um, yeah. And then now I got a couple sleepers for you. Two running backs. So I have LaMichael P. Ryan. Who? This one I'm a little suspect about. The Jets running back. Okay. Adam Gase loves Frank Gore. Uh, He makes this obvious by giving him way too many carries and more than he deserves. But I think that even Adam Gase can tell that his job is probably in jeopardy right now. Um, So I think that the Bills just let up an insane amount of rush yards against Clyde Edwards-Alaire. If LaMichael P. Ryan is any sort of talent and able to, you know, run through defense that's as soft as butter, then I think that he's worth a flex start maybe this week. Maybe pick him up, storm on your bench if you have a spot. I know it's on the Jets. I know you can't trust them. But, hey, you know what? I think that he is going to have a solid role in this offense, and I think that he could be a good starter, flex starter maybe. Like, Jameson Crowder last year was on the Jets, and he was a pretty good flex starter like throughout the year. I think that this guy could be the same thing, maybe, uh, except in a running backs form. So, LaMichael P. Ryan, he's a rookie, by the way. I think he came out of Florida, maybe? Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. Next guy I have is Jamichael Hasty to uh, Jamichael and LaMichael. <laughs> They're spelled differently, which is kind of funny. Um, so, this guy's on the 49ers. Raheem Mostert is injured. He had nine carries against the LA Rams. 49ers won that game. Raheem Mostert is injured. Maybe Jarek McKinnon is going to get more carries, but nine carries is good enough for me. I think that there is definitely some upside with this guy. Um, so, you know... I'd say if you're really struggling at running back, uh, Jermichael Hasty, pretty good start. Last guy I have here, the Red Racket, Andy Dalton. Everyone was adding him like crazy. He was going like wildfire last week, and then he throws up a dud against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what happens, really. Um... Cowboys, wow, that <laughs> that was incredibly bad. Uh, but I started him. He kind of burned me in one spot. 
I think I still won, but it, he wasn't really helping me very much in that win. He's playing the Washington football team. I think he's worth a start against them if you're struggling at quarterback. Um, I think Joe Burrow is available in a lot of leagues, so I think I would start Joe Burrow over him. Uh, but let's say that you're just like really just down on your luck about quarterbacks. I was going to actually suggest starting Carson Wentz in a couple of spots, but by the time you will, you will have listened to this, uh, Carson Wentz will have played. So, um, yeah. I think Andy Dalton against the Washington football team with his weapons. I mean, it's kind of the same arguments people were making last week, but it's against the Washington football team, a way worse defense than the Arizona Cardinals. I'd say throw him in there. Give him one more chance. Doesn't work out, you know. You can yell at me. Uh, I will gladly take that blame. But, hey, you know what? If you're trying to win fantasy, you got to take a few risks. So that's all of my fantasy players I have for this week. Next up, I'm going to get to some news items that we've had come up throughout the week. Back to you with our news items before week seven. Number one on the list. I think everyone kind of knows what's coming. Yes, Des Bryant got signed to the Ravens practice squad. <laughs> I'll talk about that, but no. It is two a time in Miami. So I got a question. I know I'm supposed to answer these on the Sunday pod, but two is having his first start this week. And the question is from D underscore Yantis 18. And it is, what are your thoughts on Fitz getting benched for Tua, especially coming off back-to-back wins? I think that's a very good point. Uh, yeah, Fitzy has been playing amazingly, and the Dolphins are 3-3. Three and three. I think I think most people, obviously everyone wants to see Tua play, but like, I think that if you're a Dolphins fan... I think it's kind of split in the organization. If I was, if I was a Dolphins fan, probably. I'm sure there's a people in the group of thought of we were doing well. Why would we bench Ryan Fitzpatrick? And it's Tua. Come on now. So I think there are some pros and cons to deciding whether or not to start him now. And obviously, there's always going to be. I think people have different philosophies about what you should do with a rookie quarterback. But I think in today's NFL. The main philosophy, which most people go with, is you want to throw in your young quarterback and see what he can do pretty early so that you can take advantage of all of the years he has on his rookie deal because they are going to get expensive very fast and you don't have time to sit and wait for them to develop. Like Aaron Rodgers did, he sat on the bench for three seasons before he made his first start, I think. That is like was typical of the early 2000s of what you wanted to do with young quarterbacks. But nowadays, the cap is not really going up that much and the players' salaries are going up really fast. So I think you want to know what you have pretty quickly. So in that case, this is a good decision. But also, I think that what what exactly were your chances of winning this year? I mean, you're second in the AFC East. I don't know how good the AFC is this year. I, I guess the AFC North is pretty good, but I'll tell you what. I mean, 
And they were looking great with Fitzpatrick, and Fitzpatrick gave a comment. He said, I really thought that this was my team and I was doing well. They blew out the Jets 24-0, and they put up over 40 points on the 49ers with Fitzpatrick at the helm. But um, I don't know. I think that you're handing Tua. So I think you're taking the team from Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is red hot, and you're giving it to Tua. And I think that's going to heat him up pretty quickly. You know what I mean? Like, I think that the team is kind of in rhythm right now. And I know Tua is kind of a chink in the whole entire thing. You're adjusting from one guy to another, different playing styles maybe. But I think that they're a little similar. I think that, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a pretty good thrower outside of the pocket. I think Tua is also. I think that Tua is going to light things up. I think that if you have room, maybe stow him away on your bench. I think he's going to be at least as good as Joe Burrow, if not better. I thought he was the best quarterback coming out of the class this year. Most talented, at least. So, yeah, very good start um, in fantasy, maybe in uh, next week's game. I think they're on a bye this week. But, yeah. I don't know what my thoughts are, if I'm being honest. I mean, you can look at it from two sides of the coin. Like, it really comes down to what do you think about the Dolphins are going to do this year? Like, what what did you expect from the Dolphins? And I think that I'm more aggressive than most people would be in football. I think that I think that a lot of fans are aggressive, and I think that they want to see things that maybe are less conservative and. Maybe not the best idea, but I think that this is still a good start for the Miami Dolphins. That's my official thought, I think. Even though Ryan was doing well, um, maybe that's just my inner Bills fan speaking, thinking about Ryan getting off to a hot start and just kind of plummeting. So once I think, I think uh, Ryan Flores had full knowledge of the Fitzpatrick curse, kind of, you know? like people start kind of having expectations for him and then he falls off a cliff you know so maybe maybe that had something to do with it but hey I think Ryan kind of knew what his role was really I mean maybe maybe he thought it's my last year in the show uh let's see if I can you know eke out my last kind of year of playing time in football so I I can see why it's a little disappointing for him but pretty good decision by the Dolphins to start uh Tua, not Ryan. So yeah, that's that's about that. I mean, pretty lengthy right there, but yeah, jump starting your uh, franchise so that you have some sort of idea of how good Tua is right away. Pretty good decision. All right. So I mentioned it at the beginning, Des Bryant got signed to the Ravens practice squad. I mean, uh, well. Don't pick him up in fantasy. Like I, I, in a few of my leagues, people have picked him up. Uh, I don't know. I just he's old. He hasn't played for a while, and I don't think that. Uh, I don't know. They thought they were talking about signing Antonio Brown. I, I'm not a big fan of this signing. I guess if he's on the practice squad, it's good to have a veteran wide receiver kind of guy. I mean, I think at this point, he you might as well just hire him as a wide receivers coach or a system wide receivers coach. I don't know. How long has he been out of the league? He wasn't great last time we saw him. What makes you think he's going to be good now? I, according, I, It's even later now. So, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of this signing. 
Moving on, Antonio Brown to the Seahawks? Question mark. Um, reports from Adam Schefter say that the Seahawks express very much interest in Antonio Brown, maybe after his suspension is up. Uh, this would just this would make the Seahawks unbeatable. <laughs> no, I, I mean I think that it would add another element to their offense, but this kind of gives me vibes of the um, Josh Gordon signing by the Seahawks. It didn't go well. I mean, super talented and. I don't know. Just Antonio Brown has proven himself to be a cancer. Once again, I don't think I'm that big of a fan of any sort of interest in Antonio Brown. Antonio was very talented. Uh, he hasn't played football for a year, so I, I don't know how good he'll be. But, hey, you know, if you want to take that kind of risk, I guess he could be the final piece. I Once again, I, I know I'm kind of being conservative here. I said I was pretty aggressive, so... If you really want to make that Super Bowl push, get a ring, get Russell Wilson that MVP, all in. Yeah, go ahead. Sign him. 100% fan of that. If that's the reason why, if you expect him to be a stable piece of your offense for the next couple of years, you are dead wrong. So, yeah, it, I think this is kind of a match made in heaven. I think people who want to see Antonio Brown are pretty happy with this. And I think that people who love seeing Russell Wilson do well are kind of big fans of this. So uh, not a big fan in the sense that he's a locker room cancer. But if you're making that push for the Super Bowl, big fan. All right. Michael Thomas is injured again uh, with a hamstring slash ankle. I just got this report from Adam Schefter on Twitter today. I don't know what's going on. I mean, he just got suspended for fighting. Uh, He had to miss that game for the Saints, and he was out with an injury. I think it was an ankle for a couple weeks now. I have him on, I think, one of my fantasy teams. I traded him in a league. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good decision to train him away, and it's turning out to be that way. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't think that he had injuries really before this year, and now they're starting to pop up. It's kind of strange to me, like... I think I saw a comment on Twitter. I'm a little bit of a football conspiracy theorist that maybe Michael Thomas kind of sees the end for Drew Brees and, you know, thinks that he's going to have James Winston maybe throwing to him or uh, Taysom Hill throwing to him. I don't know if I would be a big fan of that, you know. Maybe the Saints cut him and he goes gets a huge contract with another team. Ravens, maybe the Chiefs. <laughs> I guess they have infinite cap space. I don't know. I don't know where he could go. Uh, Who would really want him? Maybe the Titans. That would be a very good place for him to go. I think if I were him, I'd be happy to go to the Titans. Uh, Seahawks, if Antonio Brown doesn't get signed. Michael Thomas, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett all on the same team. I mean, uh, wow, that would be crazy, but... How old is Russell Wilson nowadays? So he was drafted in 2012. Let's, uh, I mean, I mean, he's almost 30. So I think that he's still good. He's still able to, I think he's still got a few more years. Sign Michael Thomas. Hey, make hay uh, with what you have so far. So, um, but anyways, yeah, very rough year for Michael Thomas, people. Uh, if you have him in fantasy, if you're a fan of him in general, 
I'm sorry. If you're a Saints fan, that's really rough because he was the key cog in your offense, and now I don't know what's going on with their offense. Saints, you're a little, you're a little distraught. Alvin Kamara, though, is very happy with this, I'm sure. Just keep giving me the football. He's having an amazing year. I put in a trade for him. Dalvin Cook and Miles Sanders for Alvin Kamara in one of my leagues. Uh, it hasn't gone through yet. But I think that I would be very happy with that trade if it got accepted. I'm just waiting on the other owner right now. But uh, let me know, let me know what you guys think. Uh, follow me, follow us, me and Tom at TPP Sports on Instagram, and let me know what you thought about that trade and submit your questions for Sunday. I'm gonna plug it again at the end of the podcast so that you remember where to submit your questions. Last piece of news we have here, Yannick Ngakwe to the Ravens. So I know we were talking about Des Bryant going to the Ravens, but I think this is the bigger news. I mean, how is he going to fit in? I mean, isn't Matthew Judon a defensive end? They got Kalias Campbell. Uh, I guess they'll rotate in? I don't know. I think that the Bills should have made a move for Yannick Ngakwe if uh, he was on the block. I mean, crazy that they didn't with all of the struggles that we've been having on our defensive line. I know he. I know that we have the most expensive D-line in the NFL, but hey, wh- why not cut someone and pick up this absolute super stud uh, from the Vikings? So... Yeah, he just got traded to the Vikings this offseason, and now he's already being traded to the Ravens. Wonder if this is some sort of personnel issue? I, I, I don't think it is. I don't know. I This is kind of strange to me. It's kind of bizarre. Like, he got traded at the offseason, and now he's getting traded again? Like, what's going on? I mean, obviously, people still think he has value. That's why he got traded for. But the Vikings don't seem to think that he's that good. I don't know. I don't know. The Bills, I think, should have made a move for him this offseason. Maybe not signed some of the players that they did sign. Um, yeah, this is this is a great... I mean, adding more talent to a team is always good, I think. So I think that the Ravens should be happy with this. Uh, those are all the pieces of news we have for week seven. I'm going to come back to you with my game picks for week seven. with my game picks for week seven. All right, so I started off Eagles v. Giants. I got the Eagles winning. I talked about that. Um, First game I have here is... I'll actually... I'll save that one. That one's pretty good. All right, so next game, Cowboys v. Washington football team. Um... I told you in the last podcast I'm a Washington football team fan now, but I just said that Andy Dalton was going to have a good game in fantasy. So give me the Cowboys. I'm rooting for the Washington football team, though. Just know I'm an honorary fan at heart. All right. Panthers-Saints. I think this is a much more interesting game than we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the season. Uh, Saints are not looking that great. Panthers are going on the way up. Let's see kind of what's going on with that, I think. Um, I have to make a pick. <laughs> this is pretty tough. It's like uh, a movable object versus um, unstoppable force. Give me the Panthers. I always take the hot hands and the underdog, really. Um, I think Teddy Two Gloves is playing amazing. Robbie Anderson, have a year. DJ Moore, very good. Mike Davis has been stepping in very well for Christian McCaffrey. Um, so... 
Yeah, give me give me the Panthers, uh, especially if Michael Thomas is out this week. It might, I might I might change my mind if Michael Thomas is in. Give me the Saints, but yeah. Uh, as of now, Panthers. All right, Packers Texans. Packers. I mean, Deshaun Watson, very heroic effort against the Titans last week. I know how it feels to get uh, beaten by them. It's not a, it's not a good feeling considering the fact that they're not that good of a team. Um. Yeah. Oh. This is interesting. Green Bay, 5-0 and all-time in Houston. I think that the streak continues. 6-0 and in Houston. Give me the Packers. Aaron Rodgers bounce back game from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know I didn't. I said I didn't like get right games, but hey, I think that he's going to dominate this game. Doesn't mean I think that... I think they had a down game last week, so I don't think he was in some sort of slump. So, uh, yeah. Definitely, quote unquote, bounce back game for Aaron Rodgers. Packers all the way. Browns v. Bengals. Hmm. I have Joe Burrow in a couple of spots. I don't think the Browns defense is that good, but hey, I think that the offense has been performing quite well. They're four and two. I think that's very good. Baker Mayfield, four and one career record versus Cincy. Uh, if you go on the NFL app and just read each one of these things, some of them are boring, but like I think that that's pretty interesting to know. Uh, give me Baker in this. I think uh, <laughs> I just posted uh, the cycle of Baker on Instagram, and it was like play really bad, get hated on, then he plays good, says that you know all the haters were wrong. Uh, Talks trash before his next game and then underperforms and then the cycle continues from there. So I think that we're in the part of people are hating on him, so now he's going to play well. Uh, underdog mentality. That's it. So I, I don't have this. I don't have the wheel pulled up right now, but or the cycle pulled up right now. But I remember underdog mentality. I think he's at that point right now. So I think he's going to beat the Bengals. I still think that it's going to be pretty close. I'll give a score for this game. Um, give me Browns 28, Bengals 18. 10 point game. All right. Lions v. Falcons. I think this is a pretty good game. DeAndre Swift just had an amazing game. Falcons just got their first win. Matt Ryan was NFC Player of the Week or Offensive Player of the Week. Very good. Very good, Matt Ryan. Um, give me the Falcons. You know what? They're so talented. How could you lose to the Lions? I mean, Matt Patricia was... Uh, <laughs> I think that there was reports about him getting fired if he didn't win last week. So, yeah, give me the Falcons. Um, I think they're playing loose now without their uh, head coach. I think it's kind of... A, I think if you're that bad of a head coach that you get fired midseason, that it's a positive now that you're gone. So, I think that the Falcons are a much better team without Dan Quinn there. So... Yeah. All right. Buccaneers versus Raiders. Raiders just beat the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. Uh, Buccaneers just beat the Packers. Who are we going to take in this? Give me the Buccaneers. They've been playing so good. Tom Brady has been playing out of his mind. Tampa Bay, sports capital of the world. I don't think that the Raiders are that good. I think that the Buccaneers defense is very good. All right. 49ers v. Patriots. Give me the Patriots. I know people are hating on them, saying they're bad, and I, 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 don't, I don't know what, where it comes from. Uh, yeah, they had a bad game against Denver, so what? Um, I think that the 49ers are missing 
Raheem Mostert and a lot of pieces on their defense. I think Cam Newton is going to have a very good game against that four downers defense that's injury riddled. And I don't think that Jimmy G is that good. So I think that without Raheem Mostert in that run game and once again, the guy I mentioned, LaMichael Hasty being in, I know I mentioned him in fantasy as a sleeper, but I don't have that much confidence in it. I'm just saying he got nine carries last week. But, yeah, give me the Patriots. All of that kind of adds in. Oh, oh my gosh. These are so interesting. Garoppolo returns to New England for the first time since being traded. Pretty cool. All right. Jaguars v. Chargers. Uh, Give me the Chargers. Justin Herbert has been playing really, really good. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty easy for me. Um, all right. Chiefs v. Broncos. Give me the Chiefs. Uh, maybe some thoughts that the Chiefs are kind of in a little bit of a slump. I think that they're in a little bit of a slump. Broncos just beat the Patriots. Who knows? Who knows what might happen? So I think this game is going to be a bit more interesting than people might think it is. Kansas City won nine straight games versus Denver. Well... Who knows? This might change. They just lost to the Raiders a couple weeks ago, once again. And uh, But I'm not going to bet against the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. All right. Seahawks-Cardinals. I think this is a very good game. Um, putting the Seahawks in upset alert. Let's go, Cardinals. Come on. I, I think this is going to be a very good upset this week. Uh, Kyler Murray, show your stuff, man. Show it. All right? own this game they just beat up on the Cowboys I think the Seahawks defense is even worse than the Cowboys defense so I don't think that you can't not beat them so I think that you should absolutely beat up on this defense beat the Seahawks this week outscore Russell Wilson come on let's go Cardinals all right Bears v Rams give me the Bears that's right give me the Bears um, it's just because I don't like the Rams. Honestly, I don't think that the Rams are that good. I think they're kind of posers. So, yeah. I mean, they lost to a Bills team that has an awful defense. And, well, Josh Allen was playing extremely well in that game. But, yeah, I mean, I think that the Bears have been playing out of their minds. They lead their division right now, I think. So, yeah, give me the Bears. That's another upset this week. So, And we have the game that I was going to say first, but it's saved for later. Oh, wait. Actually, let's go with this one first. Bills v. Jets. Give me the Bills. If we lose to the Jets, we once again, we have some serious thinking to do. All right. Game of the week, my opinion. Battle of the two last undefeated teams in the AFC. Steelers v. Titans. Titans are posers. 100%. I don't think that the Titans have a chance versus the Steelers. I think the Steelers are better than people are giving them credit for. Give me the Steelers all of the way. I think their defense is incredible. I think they'll be able to shut down Derrick Henry. I think that they'll be able to shut down Ryan Tannehill on that play-action offense. So... Yeah, and I think that the Titans defense is not going to be able to hold up on the Steelers offense. So give me the Steelers all the way. And I think that's going to do it for our game picks this week. So I will come back to you with a few closing thoughts before week seven.
I know this is getting kind of long, but I have a few closing thoughts before week seven. Uh, Number one, is it time to question how good the Bills are? Because right now, I don't think that they're that good. I mean, we have to look at this team, really, and say, are they good? And objectively, I think that you can look at them and say, all they really have is five good games from their offense and the defense that has been underperforming. The defense has been getting worse, I think. So I think that in order for us to do anything this season, I think we got to be aggressive in our play calling and let Josh Allen loose. And I think if we do that, then I think we'll be good. Otherwise, we're a bottom of the barrel team. <laughs> Not bottom of the barrel. We're, we're a middle of the pack team if we do that. I mean lower middle of the pack if we don't let Josh Allen loose. I think Josh Allen needs to play really good in order for us to be anything this year. So, um, other thoughts. Uh, I got a few thoughts about the Jets. Uh, we've been playing, uh, we're going to play them this week. Um, this is, it's so much, it, someone should do like a science experiment about them. Like really, like they're so bad. Uh, I heard today that the Jets have some sort of policy that you don't fire coaches mid season. That's why Todd Bowles, uh, didn't get fired sooner. I think he knew he was getting fired and he still was coaching like the last week and he almost begged to be fired. It's like, show mercy, you know, like, like, you know, I, I don't know. And then, um. Yeah, so Adam Gase, firing watch. Uh, everyone's leaving. Lev Bell left. Robbie Anderson left. I think soon-to-be Sam Darnold is going to leave, hopefully. I mean, Sam Darnold needs a better chance. Trade him to the Colts. Trade him somewhere that he can succeed. Um, yeah, just crazy that the Jets are still having this going on. So I think we have a pretty good look of how the playoffs might be. Um, I think it's going to be interesting this year, especially with that extra playoff spot. So, yeah, I hope the Bills can pick it up. And I hope that your team does well this week. That's going to do it for us. Have an awesome Sunday. Be safe. It is your lonely host, Stephen Perencevich, signing off. We'll talk to you Sunday night about our Week 7 Afterthoughts. Thoughts.